at some point in your life, typically in most churches, particularly Lutheran churches, they do it in eighth grade. I barely remember mine. That's because I was uh, confirmed back in the Iron Age, I think, back in the 1950s. What I do remember, I shared with a few people the other day, was uh, I, I know these people got together, these young people, and kind of decided what to wear. You've got uh, the guys all in white shirts and gals all in white dresses. For me, like many of you, we had to wear those robes, and maybe that's why I don't wear them today. It was that bad experience a long time ago. But uh, the decision was, would we wear a necktie or a bow tie with our gowns? We had one boy in our class. He was a little bit older than us. When he graduated from eighth grade, I think he joined the Navy. Uh, I, still, I still remember his name. It was Bob Schott. And we called him Big Shot because he was kind of the big shot in the class. And we had about 45 of us in our eighth grade class. And he said, we will all wear bow ties. So I didn't have one. I went to the local store, Seward Dry Goods, and I bought a bow tie. I didn't buy just any bow tie. I bought a big butterfly bow tie, purple and white, looked like a giant orchid. Now, if I were to show you my confirmation picture today, you would see 20 or 25 boys in white gowns, all of them wearing a necktie, and only one person with a bow tie. It was me. I had been suckered in on my own confirmation. I remember telling that story during a confirmation one time. And when the service was all over and I talked about how dumb it really was to have a bow tie and how stupid I felt and how that kind of ruined my whole confirmation, I walked out of our church and I was pastoring a church in central Illinois, a large church, and the first person who came to the door stuck his hand out. He said, you don't know me, but I am Senator Paul Simon's press secretary. Now, some of you probably know Senator Paul Simon from Illinois. He said, he really enjoyed your bow tie story. He never went anywhere without a bow tie. In fact, Paul Simon Highway in Illinois has a bow tie on it. Well, I was greatly embarrassed until the following week when I got a letter. The return address was United States Senate Office of Senator Paul Simon. And I opened up the letter thinking that I was going to be impeached or something. And he wrote, he said, I really enjoyed being at worship this last week. I especially enjoyed your bow tie story. It's making the rounds of Capitol Hill. Now, beyond that, I'm not quite sure what they remember. And for these young people today, who knows? Ah, oh, thank you, guys. I knew I loved you guys for some reason. Look at this. You look as stupid as I did. Was that your idea, Dustin? Okay, some other people. They heard the story. Wow, I'm impressed. What they'll remember is often, was I tell young couples, you know, they don't necessarily remember what I say to them at their wedding. It's kind of a blur. But it's the next confirmation that you come to that you're probably going to sit there and say, I remember that. I remember the day that I stood forward and I did something for myself that my parents and my godparents did for me a number of years ago. 
Now, I don't remember what was going on when I was about a month old, but I do know that I was brought in front of a church in Lakewood, Colorado, and I was baptized by a pastor, and I had parents, and I had godparents there who promised to do a number of things, to bring me to the services of God's house, to teach me the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, and all of those sorts of things, and see to it I was uh, coming to church and Sunday school faithfully. But there comes a point in everybody's life, and it's not just for these five young people, but it's for all of you, that you could actually stand up and say, yes, this too I believe. This too I believe. And so this morning we're asking these young people to share with you some of the things that they believe, and I would pray that, uh, you know, as they speak up loud and clear into the microphone this morning, that you're going to hear the faith of these young people. And I think as you hear it, you're going to be encouraged uh, about what the future holds. So our first speaker this morning is Kara Bradshaw. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13.5 I chose this verse because it's human nature to become <clears throat> greedy with your money because buying material things that we don't even need and we don't use. We all need to strive for less, for less rather than desire more because if we all hold on to earthly materials when we die and go to heaven, it won't even be there. So what's the point to hold on to it? We can do better things with our money by helping other people out and volunteering our time. Ask yourself, do you have great needs? Or ask you unhappy because you don't have what you want? Learn to rely on God's promise and Christ's power to help you to be content. If you always want more, ask God to remove that desire and teach your commitment in every situation. He will supply all your needs, but in a way that we, that he knows is best for you. We can trust that God will meet our needs. Whatever we need on earth and in heaven, he will always provide. 
by trusting Christ, our attitudes can change from wanting everything to accepting his possession and power to live for him alone. In heaven, the city is made out of gold, silver, and rubies, and other great riches. The resources that God gives us should be used to do his work and carry out his will. But too often we use them to strive for our desires. When we abuse God's gifts or use resources selfishly, we miss the real purpose of God and in mind. Remember, God's promise never will leave you, never will forsake you. Here has hit on a, a good point for all of us to remember, and that is that uh, God does meet all of our needs. He doesn't promise to meet all of our greeds, but God is always there to supply us with each and everything that we need along life's journey. Our next uh, confirmand this morning is uh, Alex Cole. God tells us in Joshua 1, 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will help you wherever you go. I chose this verse for my confirmation verse because I have always been told that through God all things are possible, from which I find is very true. It doesn't matter how impossible something seems, it can happen if it is in God's plan. I mean, it's not every day that you see a man talking to a burning bush or parting a sea with a staff, but these things did happen through God. God was with Moses all through his journey, and he was with me too. He was with me on the day I was born. If he weren't, I probably wouldn't be here today. I was born early and caught an infection during childbirth. I had to be flown to Children's Hospital and spent several days in the ICU. I was baptized at Wadley Hospital before they flew me because my parents were afraid that I would not survive. But the Lord was with me and my family. This verse means a lot to me because it makes me realize how much God really is here. When I'm scared, I usually ask God for help. There have been times when God was the last thing on my mind, and it seems that the outcomes always meant trouble for me. Now I regret those times because I know it would have turned out differently if I would have asked God for guidance and help. As for the discouraged part, we all get discouraged daily. I even got discouraged writing this paper. I can relate to this, relate this to playing sports. At some time in every game, I can remember getting discouraged. I don't think that there is any situation in life where you don't get discouraged, but I've learned that God can help us. All we need to do is pray. I think that everyone knows that they can talk to God through prayer. They're just afraid of the answer they may receive. All, we all need to hear no every once in a while. No is sometimes a good answer and for the best, which I've often learned the hard way. Learning things the hard way usually brings me back to remembering that God has a plan and he is with me and I can ask him for help to help me when I'm scared and discouraged. My brother Logan was diagnosed with autism. Although he is very high functioning, he still requires a lot of attention. Oftentimes I have felt very left out and pushed aside. This has brought me feelings of jealousy and aggravation towards him. I really love my brother, and I am the only one who understands him at times. I don't like feeling left out, but I do remember that God is with me and Logan. He is keeping us safe, and if I ever need someone to talk to, I know that I can just pray. I know that God is listening, plain and simple. God gives me the strength and reassurance that I need in life, and he says it all in this verse, and I thank him for that. You know that each of these young people chose their own Bible passages, and uh, we've talked about them. You know, I, I remember telling Alex that this is a, her passage was a very important one to me because at one point in my life, when I I was most discouraged, in fact, it was the only time in my entire ministry that I thought 
I might quit. And I was going to write a letter of resignation, and I thought maybe I should put a Bible passage in my letter of resignation. And so I turned around, and lo and behold, on my desk, my Bible was opened, and a Bible passage was underlined. And it was Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, to not be discouraged, to know that God is with you. And uh, I think that's an important thing for all of us to remember in our times of discouragement as well. Our next speaker uh, this morning is Daniel Duncan. that I have chosen is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My faith is believing that God loves me and sent his only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus rose from the dead and lives in heaven with God his Father. Jesus offers me the gift of eternal life by accepting him as my Lord and Savior. I want to thank all my friends and family for the support and encouragement shown to me during difficult times. Thank you to all the church members who helped make all of our events possible by giving themselves. And most of all, I would like to thank God for accepting me for who I am and allowing me to take this walk. this Trinity Sunday, it's a good Bible passage to be reminded of baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And these young people were baptized, you know, probably 13, 14 years ago. And today they really are reaffirming their baptismal covenants, which uh, all of us need to do all the time. Uh, Daniel's passage, which is probably one of the most well-known of all Bible passages, almost everybody knows God so loved the world. And it's a good one for us to continue to hang on to. Our, our next speaker this morning is uh, Dustin May. God is our refuge and strength. He helps us in every way. If we are in trouble, he is there and helps us, if you know it or not. You maybe can't see him, hear him, or even feel him, but he is right beside you and guides you in every help and need. Believe in the Lord like I do, and you will be saved. God will never leave you no matter what, because the Lord is our uh, Savior, always, and that will never change. My life is looking up to God, and it's not hard to do if you have faith in Him. It is real simple. I may sin every day, and so do all of you, but God still loves us. If you pray and ask for forgiveness, He will forgive you, and that's, what, that's why Jesus died for us. He died to forgive our sins. He didn't have to give up his life for us, but he did because he loves us and cares a lot for us. So tonight, when you go home, pray and think of what God means to you. And remember that Jesus loves us and died for us and wants us to succeed in life and not become a non-believer and go to hell. He wants us to live with him in his kingdom, which we call heaven, and that's where I want to go. God is our refuge and strength. We're going to... okay. Makes you wonder sometimes how Jesus preached to so many people at uh, the Sermon on the Mount without a microphone, isn't it? 
Well, God is our refuge and strength. The uh, Hebrew word there for refuge really has to do with being a fort, you know, a strong place, a strong tower for us to run to in our time of need. Our, our last confirmand to speak this morning um, is, is we've got Dal uh, Dalton Van. My statement of faith, like most people's, I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That statement to me means way more than you think. Everything I do is because of the talents God has given me. These talents include fast learning, playing guitar, being funny, writing songs, and most of all, drive to go to church. Music is a big part of my life, and most people say modern music is bad, but it's not. Well, I admit some of it's bad, but the only thing bad about it is the artist lyrics. The modern artist designed his music to be number one hits, and they write songs about what the majority of the people want to listen to. Most modern music is designed to stimulate desire. This desire is to tease, make you hungry for more, not just of flesh, but the fact of money or greed. Whether I sing or play my guitar about God or not, I always feel him moving through me. The word of God says, listen to the Holy Spirit. It is the perfect answer. This is where my confirmation verse comes in. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first in his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. The reason it comes in here is when I go to church, I am into it. And I seek forgiveness and the chance for heaven. And once I reach it, all I, can, all I could ever wanted was, would be there with me. Thanks to my Savior, Jesus Christ, no matter what comes at me to hinder my path of to his kingdom and righteousness, I know that Jesus will pull me back towards his word. Nothing can hinder me from my path. Dalton gives us a nice lead into next Sunday's message, which is called First Things First. Interestingly enough, uh, the gospel reading for next Sunday comes from Matthew chapter 6. At this time, I'd like to ask the confirmands to please come forward, and if their parents would come and uh, stand behind uh, their student at this time. Many of these uh, young people have been in confirmation, as I understand, for nearly four years. It's only been my privilege to have been with them for about five weeks as we've gone through some things. I'm going to ask them just another series of questions this morning, and I'm going to give you your answer. It's very simple. Your answer to all of these questions, provided it's an answer you believe in, is yes, I believe. Let's try that together. Can you all say that together? Yes, I okay, we got that part down. We've been through this before, but as uh, people who desire to become uh, communicant members of this congregation, they make a confession of faith and commitment. And so I'm asking uh, the five of you, do you believe that you are a sinner in need of God's forgiveness? If so, then answer, yes, I believe. And do you believe that Jesus Christ, truly God and truly human, paid for all your sins and saved you by his death and resurrection? If so, then answer, yes, I do believe. And do you believe that you have complete forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life as a free gift from God, received through faith in Jesus without any merit or worthiness in yourself? If so, then answer, yes, I do believe. And do you believe that the Bible is the word of God and that it is completely true? If so, then answer, yes, I believe. And do you intend with God's help to continue to study God's worth both personally and with other Christians often? Then answer, yes, I believe. 
And do you intend, with God's help, to continue to worship with other Christians? If so, then say yes. Do you intend, with God's help, to live a life pleasing to Him and to continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of your Lord and Savior as a reborn, baptized child of God? If so, then answer, yes, I do. And do you intend to support God's work by saving the lost with your prayers, your offerings, and your abilities with the grace and help of God? If so, then answer, yes, with God's help. And do you desire to receive the encouragement of your fellow members and their loving words of admonition or correction if necessary? And most importantly, do you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that he is Lord of all? If so, then say, yes, I do believe. Now, I'm going to speak to you parents very briefly. As Christian parents, we know that you have been and you are still responsible for the Christian growth of your child. And so I'm asking you also this morning, will you do your best with the help of God to encourage and support your child in the above faith and intent? If so, then answer, yes, we will, with God's help. Give then your hand as a pledge of your promise. And Kara, may God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. And your Bible passage again comes from Hebrews 13, verse 5. Be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And Alex, may God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, of knowledge, of grace and prayer, of power, of strength, of sanctification, and the fear of God. And once again, your Bible verse comes from Joshua 1, verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And Daniel, may God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. And your verse from John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Dustin, God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you also his Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge of grace and prayer, of power of strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. Your verse from Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Dalton, may God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ also give you his Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification, and the fear of God. Your verse again, Matthew 6, 33, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Let's pray for these young people and for their parents. Lord God, Heavenly Father, as these young people have made their confessions and professions of faith today, we pray that you give them strength and power in the presence of the Spirit in their life to stand firm in what it is they've said and what they believe, that they'll be able to take the words that they have said and actually put them into action. Be with these parents as they continue to uh, tackle a great responsibility of, of helping them continue to know this unchanging Jesus in a rapidly changing world. Lord, bless all of us as we stand behind them and alongside of them to encourage them in life's journey. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.
And now to you, the class, the almighty and most merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and keep you. Uh, go with peace and serve Jesus with great joy. Let's welcome our new members as they return to their seats.